What's up, builders? It's your girl, Kans at the Walker, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. Hi, it is just me. This is a solo episode. I know that a lot of you are OGs of LBF podcast. And so, you know, like in those beginning seasons, um, I did a few where I was just on the mic talking to you. And so I'm kind of bringing that back because sometimes you get like an episode that doesn't really fit with talking to other people. Sometimes it's a more personal subject. And sometimes, you know, it just works out that way. So today I want to talk about settling and um, how a lot of us choose to settle in our lives in ways that we don't realize. Um, So as I mentioned before, I'm going through a major life transition. So I'll kind of put that in perspective really quick and just say that Everything in my life right now is is changing, is transitioning, and usually that happens with my transitions, right? I don't think that it is a um, coincidence <laughs> that, you know, when it's time for me to move on to the next chapters of my life or elevate, that I have kind of like a reworking. What I realized, though, is a lot of times it happens um, to the extreme because I do a lot of settling. So whether that be in jobs, locations, relationships, I actually choose the things that have less of a risk or, you know, for whatever reason. So I'll just start off with this. It was some years ago, I was dating a man. (laughs) And um, I just laugh because the way I said it, I'm sorry, but I was dating someone and he believed that you shouldn't say that you deserve, right? So saying that you deserve something, he felt that shouldn't be a part of your vocabulary. And me at that time, being impressionable, me looking at him and thinking that he was wiser than I was, thinking that he was smarter than I was because, you know, self-esteem and all that was not where it needed to be. I had said something in a sentence about what I deserved. And I don't think it was pertaining to him. It was just like in general. And he was like, well, I don't believe in that concept. You shouldn't use that. Um, Basically, you have to earn everything you get, right? This mindset. But also, the underlying tone of that was humbling yourself. Understanding that nothing you have or you get is deserved. And so I bought into it. His his argument was compelling. I can't even remember what he said, but apparently it was compelling enough for me to buy into it. And so I actually stopped using that term. Um, and I didn't realize I didn't start implementing that until back into my, my uh, speech patterns and in my conversations until recently. The reason why it was so easy for me to strike that word from my vocabulary is because I didn't believe I deserved anything, really. It was easy for me to get to a point because 
I had already been buying into the idea of having to earn everything and having to work so hard for everything all my life. I had already been put in a season or not a season, but I had already been put in a position where I was used to settling and I was used to settling on the small things, the medium sized things, the big things. It's easy for you to feel as though, oh, I don't deserve this yet. And so you go for the next best thing. It's a difference between understanding you have to earn something versus you actually just already being worthy of it. So I want to kind of dive into that and y'all follow me because I'm so, I have an outline and I'm so used to having someone at Oats to bounce my mind off of. And for right now, we're just going to try to go with the flow. So here's the thing. We're really good at saying we believe what we deserve. When we're in conversations, especially as women, because I'm going to call this out, in conversations with our friends, with our family, um, we'll, we'll proclaim that we know what we deserve or we all know what we're worth and we'll know, you know, our self-esteem is where it needs to be. But look at the things in your life because that's the telltale sign about if you're really embodying, if you really believe to your core the things that you say that you deserve or if you're just settling. So because I have settled for so many things for so long, going through this transition and getting to that next point of I've been asking God, you know, because I'm a, a spiritual religious person, person. So I've been asking God for certain things. And he's like, look, I'm just waiting on you. Like <laughs> I had more for you, but you settled for less. So until you make space for what I have, like I, I can't do anything. It's your, it's your choice to move. And so while I'm in the season of transition, trying to let go of all of these things that are not serving me, that are not matching what my worth is, it's a total transition. And it's hard as shit because <laughs> I have not been living up to my worth. But I've been saying I have, right? I kind of just want you to pause for a second. If you are someone like me who has declared what your worth is, who has declared that I ain't settling for nothing and I'm done with settling, blah, blah, blah. Look at the things in your life. Example, we'll start with work. (laughs) All my life, I have settled for the safe choice. Okay, so as a trauma response, I know that's the big trigger word, you know, around the block and Twitter and shit. A result of my past and my experiences coming from low income, being a first gen, being a trailblazer in my family, I have always made the safe financial choice. Making the safe financial choice a lot of times means meant for me making a employment choice that was only compatible through finances. So as long as the check was good, I was, I was showing up, (laughs) but it wasn't compatible for me on any other level. And so I settled for that. It was the only thing that in that moment I felt that deserved what you mean that I can go after a job that doesn't make me feel like I want to bang my head up against the wall every day and get paid well? Oh, that's too good to be true, right? 
it all goes back to how you view yourself and what you feel like you honestly deserve. And so when it came to work, (laughs) at this point in my life, I decided like, you know what, I don't want to put off the things that are important to me. So even though the check is big, I'm going out after something that is going to pay off in different ways. That's going to actually make me feel more fulfilled. That's actually going to help me uh, maintain my mental health. That's still going to help me out financially because I believe that I can have that. I can have it all. What's the purpose of you getting what you want or saying what you want if you don't really believe you deserve it. So the the analogy follow me is what's the purpose of getting on the green grass on the other side of your transition if you're going to settle for the yard when there's a house up the road. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we'll do just enough, right? We'll level up just enough so that we can say, "Oh, I'm not settling." <laughs> But we don't actually dream big enough. We don't pursue everything that we want because we are too afraid to take that risk. We are too afraid to put ourselves out there. And fear in a lot of cases makes a lot of us settle. It is a risk to put yourself out there, whether it be relationships, going after your dreams is is a very, you know, tedious and sometimes lonely road. But what's the point of you already going through a transition if you're not going to see it all the way through? So that's where my mindset is coming at now. Um, Getting into the space of moving, getting into the space of, you know, changing careers, getting into the space of letting go of relationships or friendships that no longer served me and standing in the truth that I know what I deserve. And I have not been acting accordingly and working from there. In a lot of cases, I've been propelled forward through my transitions. But because I've internalized a lot of the negative things from those transitions, it it did cause that fear. A transition for a lot of us is not an easy thing to do. It comes with the good and the bad. The good is you get to the other side. You know, you get to the other thing that you level up, you elevate. But in the moment, it does not feel good. <laughs> it doesn't. And and so a lot of times we exhaust ourselves in the journey. And then when we get to the other side, we don't want to keep moving forward. And so we just settle. We settle for just making it to the other side. We don't keep moving. But I encourage you to keep moving because what's the point of you doing all that work if you're just going to be stuck again? and be unfulfilled again. When we settle, what are we really saying? Like, you don't actually believe that you deserve those things. And so you need to really dig deep inside yourself and kind of figure out, like, where does that stem from? If you are someone like me who is a first-gen, or a lot of us who are first-gens and trailblazers, It can stem from you just feeling, you know, you having that guilt, that imposter syndrome that you're still dealing with. It can stem from self-worth issues, low self-esteem. It can stem from the fear of actually having all your dreams come true. And then now you have a lot more to lose than you did before. But you need to figure out what is keeping you 
from going after the very things that you say you want because that's the only thing that's stopping you and that's something I really had to sit within myself is like the only reason you don't have the things in your life that you say that you want is because you keep putting them off because you want to make the safe choices you keep putting them off because you don't value yourself as much as you should so you allow someone else to mistreat you and not value you You say you deserve this, but you keep putting up with that. What are you doing? (laughs) So be real with yourself and get to the core and the root cause. Like this is half the year is over. We already in 2021. And I don't know about you, but the first half was I, but I believe the second half could be so much better. I really do. I believe that this is a major turning uh, period in my life and I don't know if anyone else out there is going through that but if you do this episode would always will always be there for you for you to understand that you're not the only one that kind of goes through some of this stuff like a lot of us get to a point where we look around and we realize the things that we've put in place in our lives is no longer serving us and so my goal for the next however long it takes is to curate a life that is reflective of my desires, my wants, my needs, my worth. So if it be from the car I drive to the apartment I choose, the house I choose, the partners I choose, um, the clothes I wear, (laughs) what I choose to eat, how I choose to show up in the world. Like I want my life to be reflective of the very things I so deeply desire. And I will do everything in my power moving forward to curate a life that does not half-ass that stuff. Like, I don't want to just be satisfied. You know, I think a lot of us settle with being satisfied instead of fulfilled. And there is a difference. It doesn't take much to satisfy me. It really doesn't. I'm a very easygoing person. And I think that's for a lot of us. Like, okay, my bills are paid. Um, I got a steady job. I got a partner, you know, sometimes it's cool. I could, but you want more. You want more in your life and yet you don't go out there and get it. You don't want to change anything major because you don't want to be uncomfortable. And so you stay in a situation where you're only satisfied with your life and not fulfilled. And I'm talking to myself when I'm saying this, but I hope it hits you (laughs) if you're someone who needs to hear that. I want us to go after all of our things. And I think with a lot of us, and I'm not even going to make this a men or women thing because we kind of know who settles more, but you know. But for any one of you out there that feels like, you know what, it's so much more I want to do. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, because now I'm getting real comfortable. We'll put our dreams and our wants and our desires and all that stuff in wait mode, right? That's that classic delayed gratification that we we do a lot. If I can just finish this, then I can do that. And in moderation, that is a healthy way to go about living your life. But when that is your default, automatically, let me do this first. Let me get through this first. And then I can have that or then I can do that. Be cautious of that mindset because it shouldn't be a mindset. It should be a technique you use to kind of curate your life, but it shouldn't be a mindset. And what I mean by that is I've been in weight mode since I've 
kind of came into my own consciousness, you know, from a young adolescent teenager, when I came into the workforce, when I started going to school, like I've been in weight mode, delayed gratification, like, oh, okay, let me finish this first. Let me make this choice to do these things first, and then I can have what I want. And that showed up in every area of my life. Let me do this job so I can get to this next level in life that I want. But the job is killing me spiritually. I hate it. <laughs> not hate is a strong word, but you know, it's not compatible on the level that I want it to be. So one of the things for me is like, okay, I know what I what my purpose is in life. I know what I want to do. And I keep putting it off because this other thing is in a way that I don't want to give up because it's comfortable, because it's familiar, because it's steady, because it's satisfying. And so I delay my fulfillment for satisfaction. The same thing shows up whether it be relationships. Okay, you know, things aren't great and it is what it is. You keep having conversations. You keep doing what you got to do. You downplay your wants, your needs, your desires because you want to accommodate or account for imperfections in people. And the whole time you're only satisfied, you're not fulfilled. (laughs) I don't want to live that life. You know, a lot of people do. If you look around your family, a lot of people have settled for a life that is just meh. You know, it's not good. It's not bad. They're indifferent about their life. You know, if you ask this person, they may not have any outright regrets, but they definitely don't have any joyous, absolutely memorable moments either. I don't want to be sleepwalking through my life. I don't know about you, but I, I, that's, that makes me afraid. Like it really does. Cause I I see it happen so much where, you know, people will pass away and you're just like, I can't remember one time that you were joyous in your life like truly joyous where you did something for yourself, where you chose yourself, where you felt, well, you know when people are fulfilled, it's like a glow that they wear. When you choose a, a life that you're kind of satisfied with, it wears off. I don't know if you've noticed that in your own life, but it'll work for so long. But because you're not fulfilled, you're going to start getting drained. You're not going to be uh, responsive to those stimulus stimuli in your life that you used to be responsive to. So work is now, it used to be a little, you know, exciting. Now it's becoming mundane and it's not even like the job changed. It's just you. You chose to stay where you were instead of keep going because it was comfortable and because you decided that, all right, this is good enough. Good enough? Uh Uh-uh. We not settling for good enough anymore. You deserve extraordinary. You deserve magnificent. You deserve because you are worthy. One of the things I said is like, gratitude is how God knows he can trust us with more. So of course, be grateful. Be grateful for where you are right now from where you came from. Because I know when I think about it, listen, don't get me to shouting up a bit here. However, you can be grateful and still want more for yourself. We live in a society that shames a lot of us for 
wanting more. That tells us that you are only worth so much. And so let, let me talk about that a little bit. A lot of people will sign your worth to you. And so when it comes to the things that you want, they'll think your worth don't match up, not the worth I put on you. It don't match up. So what you're saying you want doesn't make sense. That's why you have to value yourself. And you have to include people around you who see what you see in yourself. Because those are going to be your advocates. And you need to advocate for yourself. A lot of times when we talk about advocating for ourselves, we talk about like standing up for yourself at work and stuff like that. Sometimes you have to advocate for yourself against yourself. <laughs> Sometimes I have to sit here and talk to myself like, girl, why, why, why? That's not what you want. You know, you deserve this instead, right? So for example, I have been shopping for a new place to stay. I am tired of this apartment. I am ready to go. The energy in here is telling me it's time to go. And it's been time. In my apartment shopping, been looking at, you know, different areas and stuff like that, trying to get something that's not outrageously uh, expensive, something that's in my price range, but something that's still going to give me the space and the kind of environment I want to live in. Now, this is a task, right? Because you don't want to go too expensive because we don't want one income over here, boo. And also, you don't want to be living in the hood either. So I viewed this one place and I was just like, I, after having drove around to different ones and I was just like, everything in my price range in this area looks like this. I might just have to suck it up if I want to live in this area. And immediately I had to advocate for myself against myself. It was like, why would you do that? What's the point of you moving to this new space that has all this opportunity if you're going to end up living somewhere where you're not satisfied, happy, fulfilled. You're going to be in the same kind of mental state that you are currently in because you keep making the same choices. You're stuck in the same pattern of thinking you have to delay your gratification or you have to go based off of some arbitrary number that you've assigned <laughs> to your worth. If you're saying that this is what you want to pay in rent, then do the work to go and seek other places. There are other places out there. You've only seen a few. They're not up to par. Move on. How simple. How simple for us to get to that point where we're, we're talking to ourselves like, we're not doing this. Because it's basically what it was. Like, we're not doing this. We're not going another day where we're going to be putting ourselves in a situation where we are unsatisfied or just satisfied or a little bit content. No, we're choosing things that spark joy. And it might not be every day, but it's going to be most of the days. That's the goal. And a lot of times us settling in those small ways are indications of a bigger issue. So I, I think I talked about this before, maybe on the Money Bag No episode with Spa Danny and how I settled for the car I wanted. And it wasn't, a lot of times, you can, you can tell when you have a mindset that gears you towards settling, whenever you have the means to give yourself more, 
and you still choose not to, which is the hallmark of my life. (laughs) A lot of times I'll have the means to give myself more and I will still choose less. Where does that come from? It comes from a lot, whether it be my internalized um, self-esteem, my self-worth, whether it be the fear of, you know, putting out more, risking more, having less in another way, whether it be like financially, like if I chose to purchase the car I wanted, I would have, I would have had less in the bank. It was just a lot, but it's, you get to the root of it because honestly, again, when you live a life that's just satisfying and not fulfilling, it's going to stop working at some point. It wears off and then you're back in a damn cycle of transitions. And this is like my third transition in my adulthood years. And this is probably the biggest and uh, heaviest one for me. Just because I don't don't be doing right all the time. (laughs) If I had got some of these lessons, like this lesson about don't suddenly... Maybe in that second transition in my life, uh, I probably would have been doing a little bit better. And I'm not saying that to say like, you know, certain choices you make aren't good choices in the moment because they are. Um, That's something I have to think about with myself. I make very well-rounded, meaningful choices. But when those choices that I make are only focused and highlighting one aspect of my desires, right? So I'm making the good financial choice by choosing this really stable job. And that's the only thing I'm focusing on is my financial gain. The fulfillment is only going to be financial usually. Am I looking at myself as a total person and saying, you deserve to be fulfilled in all these other ways? How can we make that happen? That is where I am now. And that's the questions I'm asking myself is like, you have been unsatisfied. You have gotten to a point where you're not fulfilled. How can we make that better? Right. And so choosing to not settle for the things that are presented to me um, means that it's going to be a total transition. And a lot of people will be confused with that. A lot of people are still around me telling me, oh, you should have done this. Why don't you look at this option? Because what I'm telling them I want, they can't understand. They're stuck in the mindset of making that safe choice. They're stuck in the mindset of settling for a price tag, for whatever. And it's not up to me to explain (laughs) my journey with them. You can see it for yourself. I can have a conversation with you. You know, if you ask the right questions, you'll get the right answers. But it's up to me to know what I want, what's going to fulfill me and go after it. And the results of that is going to be undeniable. Right? So just want to say that there. Because when you truly, when you honestly decide that you want better, you're going to go after it. Like the switch for me happened a couple of days ago. It really did. Where it was just like, I felt like I'm like, dang, am I wanting too much? Because again, this is a total transition. And it was just like, am I wanting too many things at the same time? Like maybe I should slow down. And no, 
<laughs> you said it's what you want, go after it. You want that new place, go get it. You want that car, go get it. You want this new job, baby girl, do what you got to do to get it. Like, you you want a, a, a better partner, go find one. Be one first and then go find one. Like, it is okay to make the space for the things that you want. And it's okay once you realize, like, I actually do deserve this, to sit in that moment. To sit in it and feel it and let it just fill you up and go after it. So, again, a lot of times the fear I was feeling when it came to, like, venturing out and doing what I need to do as a trailblazer and a first gen the reason why I settled so much was because a lot of the fear I was holding wasn't just my fear when you talk about being trailblazers and breaking generational curses and creating generational wealth we usually just talk about it in those terms but we don't really talk about like the generational like mindsets that kind of plague our lives sometimes and uh not to knock anything but I'm moving right said that and it's not even an hour and a half up the road from my hometown might be hour and 45 depending on traffic who knows since I told my mom it's not even immediate I'm leaving. She got a couple of months. But since I've told her, she asks me about this every single time we talk. I have to explain it to her over and over again. The last time we discussed it, she was just like, I just can't believe you moving so far. Lady, I said, an hour and a half up the road is far. (laughs) Mind you, I live like 45 minutes away. And they don't, you know, really come see me for their own reasons. That is what it is. But it just dawned on me that the fear I was carrying from making this decision years ago, when I had the means to make it for myself, and the reason why I didn't was because where I am was the safe choice. See how that all ties together? The reason why I didn't make the choice is because I had never seen it made. The mindset wasn't there for me to kind of fall into. My sisters who I've told about this move have the same sentiment that is so far and that is so much of a change. How how many of us are chained by these generational mindsets that don't serve in the fulfillment of life? I am the only child who has been venturing out, um, whether that be because of happenstance, um, because of being blessed to be able to have the autonomy to do it, or a little bit of all of it, you know, to know that this simple act for others in my family is monumental to them. When to me, I know that on the grand scale of things, it's a very small drop in the bucket of where I'm trying to go, it just speaks volumes. So understand that when you choose to live a life where you don't settle, it's going to impact generations. 
And we talk about, you know, breaking generational curses. I know this is kind of the same thing. I don't think that, I mean, I guess you can say sibling is a curse. <laughs> I guess you can say that. Um, living a life unfulfilled is definitely something that I, like I said, I am scared of that. So in a sense, I guess you are breaking a generational curse and you just have to keep that in 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 mind when you're making these decisions and when you're trying to measure up to see if you are worthy of those things because you've never seen them. You've never seen people go after their dreams. You've never seen people actually venture out and make the risky choice or take a different path than you. And it's okay to be afraid. You know, it's also okay to still do it anyway. I'm all for being brave. And and that was another thing too. <laughs> because I came such from such a, a rigid mindset kind of household where it was, yeah, I guess that's self-explanatory. I don't know how to explain that any better. It's just, like I said, the the mindset of settling was so ingrained that that's what, you know, we learned and that's what we saw. My mom has lived in the same town all her life that's where she's going to be for the rest of it if that's what she chooses. Same thing with, you know, my siblings. Um, we've all been in the same area all our, all of our lives. Because of the nature of my career, I've traveled the world. And because I've, you know, grown up into myself and I've decided that I deserve nicer things and I want to explore the world, I've also solo travel a lot too. So, you know, there's that. But... It's it's crazy when you think about how your your family can impact your ability to see yourself and what you want clearly. And so when you decide that you want more, it's going to impact them too. They'll get just a little bit braver, you know, in in their appro- in their approach. But for me because it was my family was so rigid, I, you know, the little bit I did, I was like, oh, I'm brave. I'm brave. I'm braver than an average person I've seen, braver than most in my family to go out and do some of these things, which was true. But I still was putting limitations on myself based on that mindset that I had inherited from my family. And that's something I had to realize. And just because I'm saying this now doesn't mean I'm still, I'm not still struggling with it because I am. Trust me, because it's not like I'm moving across the world, (laughs) which I did tell my mom. I was like, what are you going to do when I leave the country for a year or two? And she was like, what do you mean? Um, On my bucket list is live in another country. Like before I leave this world, the United States is not somewhere I want to just have my total life experience at. Like I want to experience different cultures and be immersed in them like that is a goal and that is something that I've decided to give myself. So she was like, oh, I'm going to cry every day. Well, I guess you're going to cry every day. <laughs> so um, again, I know I got off, but just keep that in mind to, to check your mindsets and where you have inherited some of that stuff from because those small details will kind of lead you to a big revelation. <laughs> I put in here. When you decide you no longer want to settle, many people will have a, you sure, attitude. (laughs) But don't buy into the worst 
or value other people have assigned to you. Because it's so important that you keep in mind that God has already said that you're worthy. He's already said it. So that means that you are. So it it is so like, so move accordingly throughout your life. I know that I am worthy of more because I am more. I am more than what I have been behaving as. I am more than what I have been accepting. I am more than how I've been performing performing or showing up. I'm more than that because he said I am. And because I am more, I deserve more. And I've decided that I'd rather be fulfilled than half satisfied. I'd rather be fulfilled than just content. You know, um, a lot of times contentment is also one of those temporary things. You know, contentment to me is one of the defaults, right? So you're not going to always be extremely happy or extremely joyous. Contentment usually is how we define happiness. But to me, my definition is going to be fulfillment. And that is what I'm going to be chasing after from now on. Because when I chase after fulfillment, I'm chasing after my purpose I'm chasing after my full self. I know the things that lead up to that, right? What's up, I ain't chasing no man, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't want y'all to feel like that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I know you're like, well, how does that work with relationships? Let me break it down. Because I'm chasing after fulfillment, <laughs> and I said I'm chasing after myself in that, that means that I'm going to be embodying all that I say that I want, I'm going to be healing the parts of me that attract those things that don't serve me. Um, I'm going to be calling out the patterns in my life that have not been leading to fulfillment. And so that's across the board. But when we think about relationships and how we can get fulfilled, it's not going after a person. It's going after yourself still. It's giving yourself exactly what you want. And I tell people, or I say this all the time, I give myself the world. What makes you think you can come with less? So that's what I mean by that. Like when we talk about, or when we think about relationships and and how we're going to be fulfilled in our connections, it's because we're already full. When that person gets there, we're already filled up. Their job is to help us maintain that full, not to get us there, not to complete us. The least you can do is help me with this maintenance. (laughs) So if you come around and I'm already doing X, Y, and Z for myself, then that's what I expect you to do. But that's also why it's important for you to do that work in the off seasons or the downtime or whatever you want to call, call it when you're single is to Fill yourself up. Fill yourself up. Love on yourself. Give yourself everything you desire, you need, you want, because you are teaching other people how to show up for you. And the key to that is not to accept less. I was having a conversation with my therapist the other day. Shout out to her. And um, I asked, I was like, well, how do you know? Like, I was like, if we know that people are imperfect, you know, and we have empathy. We give people grace. We know that everyone is not going to show up 
you know, ready-made. How do you ensure that you're not compromising or accepting less that's going to be a big deal breaker in the long run, but also accounting for their humanity? And she was just like, first of all, she was stunned because, you know, your girl will be a counselor one day because, you know, I asked the good questions. But she gave me some lists of non-negotiables. She printed off like a whole bunch of bunch of pages or whatever. I might share it to my social media so y'all can see it and y'all can use it. But she was like, make you a list. And it's so it's such a simple answer, right? Such such a very simple answer. But make you a list of all the things that you have decided that are non-negotiables, meaning you will not settle for less. You see how that towels back in there? <laughs> but she was like, I don't mean make a list of 35, 45 things. All you need is about five, seven, 10, maybe 15 at the most of non-negotiables that if someone shows up and they don't have these qualities, they don't have these things that they are embodying, they don't have the ability to have or do these things that you have decided that you won't move forward in that way with them. And I was like, well, I thought I was doing that already. You know, because I was like, you know, when I'm single, I thrive. Like, you know, I give myself, I give to myself, I I make sure I'm good. But honestly, no, that's not my pattern. <laughs> I thrive when I'm single and I accept less when I'm presented with it. And it's because even when I'm giving to myself, I don't fully buy into the idea that I deserve that from others. So I might feel like, okay, I know I deserve this for myself. I know me deserves it, right? I just had a situation earlier. I was upset for whatever reason, just emotional. And I was talking to myself. I was like, what do you need right now? What's going to spark joy that that you can get your hands on right now? I was like, a cup of coffee. And I made myself a cup of coffee. That's a simple example, but it has you know, a a bigger meaning to it. So I know I deserve certain things and I know I give myself those things. So my self-worth piece kind of flickers when I come into connection with other people. And I have to look at that. I have to explore that. I have to break that pattern because again, if if I'm giving myself the world, why would I accept less from anybody else? Just something to think about. So kind of leave off a little bit. Settling in a lot of ways looks like incompatibility. And that's a word that I kind of love now. I've been using it for the past couple of months. <laughs> so it's one that it really tells on itself. It really kind of calls out those underbellies, like the shit you sweep under the rug. Incompatibility is the block to fulfillment. And so when you settle for things that are incompatible uh, for you, whether it be a job, a person, an apartment, a house, <laughs> a relationship with a family member, trying to keep that connection with that friend that you kind of lost touch with and y'all kind of growing apart when things are incompatible for you. 
and you choose to pursue them anyway, you choose to have them in your life anyway, that is a form of settling. You are saying that I am okay with being unfulfilled in this area. That this is not even coming close to hitting all the spots I need to to hit. And I'm still going to try to deal with it. No, I'm not doing that no more. We're not doing that. Again, settling looks like half satisfaction. So, oh, it's okay. Okay. You want to go through your life thinking like, oh, this is okay. Oh, this job is okay. Oh, yeah, this relationship okay. Oh, yeah, my car is okay. Yeah, these shoes are okay. Like, no. <laughs> like, really, y'all. Like, seriously, when we look at those small things. Like, I know I said shoes. <laughs> but even when it comes to that, it's like when, when you are in your mind talking to yourself, really listen to that voice. Really pay attention to it. Because it will tell on itself every time. How you really feel about yourself is in your inner thoughts. And a lot of times we just go about our day. We just go about our day. We just go about our day. We talk to other people. But when you take the time in that quiet moment to really focus on in on your inner voice. While you're out in the world or you're interacting with something else. What is it saying? How does it sound? What words are, is it using? What language are you using to talk to yourself and to, to process, you know, experiences? Because if you come into a shoe shop, you're like, oh, these shoes are all right. You want the other pair that costs like $10 more. You got it. It's not going to hurt your pockets, but you still decided you're going to settle on those shoes that are just okay. It's the same reason why you settled on that guy that was just okay. On that girl that was just okay. And settling looks like mornings where you only half wake up. Like when you just like, all right, well, I guess I'll start another day. Mm-mm. I want to cultivate a life that when I wake up in the morning, I am looking forward to what I'm going to learn. I'm looking forward to what I'm experiencing. I'm looking forward to the people that I'm going to interact with. I'm looking forward to life. I don't want to go through life in a fog. I don't want to be a zombie in my own life, which I have been for the past year or so, probably longer. Um, the reason why, and I'll get a little personal. Well, shit, this all personal. <laughs> the reason why I took a break from recording for a little while is because I was dealing and I'm still dealing um, with severe anxiety and depression. And that's not something I say lightly. Um, I think a lot of times we'll talk about those things up here. We don't go in depth. But for me, it was to the point where it was crippling my ability to perform in the ways I would usually perform or show up as myself right? It's, it was like a fog. You know, I know if any of you have ever been depressed before. I know, you know, when you get your heart broken or something like that, it happens. But this was like a, a total depression. It wasn't just one area. Because one thing about transitions, you know, this isn't the transition episode, but it ties in together. That's why I put them together. But one thing about transitions is 
when is a total transition because it's so much change and even though change can be good it's it's a lot to handle it's very different you're out of your you're pulled out of your comfort zone and when you don't have a lot of anchors to hold you down or a lot of connections to keep you grounded it can be overwhelming and so it can kind of spur you into anxiety and depression that's kind of what happened with me but i was already struggling with that and we'll talk about that in another episode but uh yeah so when you fight against your transitions it's gonna feel a lot like you know anxiety and depression and so when we think about settling and and being half awake in our lives you don't want to go through just you can't even remember what you did the other day because it wasn't noteworthy and so that's how all your days run together is it's just like Oh, what day is it? How many times have you said that? Not because you're busy, because all your days are running together because they're mundane. You're uninterested in life. You're uninterested in what you do on your day-to-day basis. You're uninterested in the people you interact with. You don't have anything exciting, in your opinion, that's happening in your life. But you choose not to do anything about that because it is a choice. Not saying it's an easy choice. Uprooting your life and choosing to follow whatever is going to lead to that fulfillment is not an easy path. But a lot of times it's a necessary one. Because the alternative is just going through life in a fog. And last but not least, to kind of piggyback off of that, settling feels like a slow death. Again, um, if you can feel like where you are right now in your life, if you never advance, if you never do anything else, if you feel like you can leave this world or you can grow old and you would be satisfied and fulfilled, then I applaud you. That's the goal. And if you're looking at your life right now, you're looking around and the thought of staying where you are for the rest of your life is making you break out in hives at the sound of my voice. (laughs) It's an indication that you've probably settled for some things. And that though it may not be an immediate transition or an immediate elevation in your life to get to that road to fulfillment, that you probably need to start planning. You probably need to start making some moves, you know? And again, it might not be immediate. I know that right now, a lot of my transition is put on pause because I got, I'm still working. I still got other things I have to care for, but I am aware and I'm planning. Um, I'm preparing. I've put stuff aside. I'm making contacts. I've, you know, mapped this stuff out because I've decided that no, ain't gonna happen, boo. You know, I'm gonna do what I have to do in this moment to get to the next, but after these moments are over, I have a plan to get me out of where I am because where I am is not serving me. And so if that hits you in your relationship, if that hits you in your career field, if that hits you in your job, if that hits you in wherever you are, I hope that this episode as all over the place as it has been with me talking, I hope it has been helpful um, 
I definitely wanted to do this. I don't know if it's as good as I thought it was going to come out. Um, but I, I, one last thing. When I say that, you know, selling for things looks like downplaying the small things. So a lot of times we'll try to trick ourselves into wanting something that doesn't serve us. And I don't really just mean that with people. I mean that with anything. Um, we'll downplay the fact that it's incompatible. We'll downplay the fact that we want more. And that doesn't really do anything but hold us back. And it kind of encourages us to settle. And so you have to stand up in those wants and those desires because guess what? You do deserve more. You deserve to go after what your heart desires. You deserve to go after things that are going to make you feel whole, fulfilled, satisfied, happy, joyous, whatever words you want to use. <laughs> For me, um, I think about relationships or connections I've had where the person will present themselves and they'll say, basically, you know, this is just an overview. Nobody actually says this, but follow me. They'll say, you know, basically, this is how I'm showing up. This is what I come with. This is what I don't come with. So something like affection or PDA or something small. We tell ourselves it's small. And we decide, okay, well, I guess I'll deal with it. Like, that's fine. Is it? Is it fine? When we decide that not even the little details, the small things are important. It leads to bigger things because when you are okay with settling on any level, you're basically saying that I don't truly believe I deserve these things because if I believe that I deserve these things, I would have them. I would wait for them. I would seek them out. I would accept them when they were presented to me. Mm, that last one. I would accept them when they were presented to me if I truly believe I deserve better. Because some people do settle even though they have the option not to. So I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Um, I wish for all of you to have your hearts soar so high because your life is filled with enjoyment, with light, with love, with all the things that really just pull you in and make you engage on a day-to-day -day basis with yourself and with others. Because so many of us, we daydream through life. We'll daydream till we can't daydream no more. And we'll start to think that our dreams are too big for us. We'll start to feel like our dreams are too far away. We'll keep delaying it and we'll, we say one day. But how would your life look like if you chose to go after it? How would your life look like if you actually chose the more that you say you want? No matter how scary that role might feel or be or how rocky it can get, 
if you actually decide to go after it and you got it. I've been chasing after my future self for so long. For so long. I can see her. I can feel her. And it's like, I've decided like, no, that's me. It's not this separate thing, this this distant dream. Like, that's me. So let me go find myself. Let me go greet myself. And so I wish that for you. It's for you to go after your fulfillment until you greet yourself. All right. This has been another episode of Elvia Podcast. And I'm your host, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. You can follow me on Instagram at Kay Antoinette underscore the blogger. Go follow the Let's Build Futures page at Let's underscore build underscore futures and visit Let's Build for blog posts and podcast episodes. Also visit YouTube. Um, I'll probably have this up there. I got all done up. So y'all can see how cute I look in this yellow. <laughs> um, and also remember that I will be probably posting every two weeks for the next six weeks. I'll be in some training. I'll try to make sure that episode comes out every two weeks. But if it doesn't, I will announce it. I promise I will. That's why you have to follow my social media. A lot of news comes out on my social media that doesn't necessarily necessarily come out on the episodes. Um, Be sure that you are liking, subscribing, and please leave a review because that's how I get better. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And if you don't want to leave a comment under the LBF podcast on, you know, the platforms, you can always hit me up at allthingslbf at gmail.com. I'll love to talk to you about this topic or about anything. If you have any topic ideas, things that you want to hear discussed, we can do that too. So until next time, I appreciate you builders for giving me the space. And remember, choose you. Bye. Builders, I'm back with another announcement. As you know, you can visit letsbuildfutures.com for blog posts and podcast episodes, but you can also now go to YouTube and type in LBF Podcast to get the full visual and audio episodes. That's right, you are able now to see my awesome face <laughs> and all the lovely faces of my guests from previous episodes and future episodes. So be sure to type in LBF Podcast on YouTube and continue to listen for the rest of this episode.